The Electric Rodeo is an adult toy megastore podcast about sex, toys, pleasure and relationships. It contains adult themes, adult language and probably too much information about our sex lives. Sorry, Sorry Mum. <laughs> everyone. Welcome to the Electric Rodeo. I'm your host, Emmy Hewitt. And I'm the ooky spooky ghost that lives in your room and watches you masturbate Oh my God. <laughs> the ooky spooky ghost. Great. Well, this is a sex podcast and now that's all anyone is going to think about any time that they have sex or masturbate. I think Being watched. I think it is presumptuous to assume that there isn't the potential of a ghost in anyone's room watching them masturbate. I know for me, whenever I go to masturbate, I'm always like, am I okay with a ghost watching this? You know what? I am. Putting on a show. Wow, I'm an exhibitionist. I'm, a, I'm, into, I'm into voyeurism. It's your little voyeurism yeah. ghost in the corner this watching you. This is just you. how I scratch my exhibition. <laughs> Ticks all the boxes. Oh, yeah. Hey, if it works, it works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure it's not just George in the corner? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it okay spooky, Tash? What are we talking about oh, today? Oh, great question, Emma. Well, today we have a sex witch joining us on the show and we are talking about sex magic. Woo-woo. So I just thought I'd get on theme. Yeah, with famously magical ghosts. Well, well, it had to be something magical or ethereal and sexual. So naturally I thought of a ghost watching you masturbate. Ghost. I feel like anyone, anyone's brain would go there. Oh, f- famously. I mean, <laughs> the scene from Ghost, the film, is... Uh, One that hot. I have not seen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean more? Um, I've heard of her. You know, where they're doing the pottery? Oh, yes, no. I haven't seen it, but I'm okay. familiar with the pop culture reference uh, aspects of the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is a bucket list item for me. So Yay. we're just like diving right in. Episode two, bucket list. Yeah. Bang. Are you scared? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a bit of like a return to something for me mm. as opposed to like a whole new world. So this is something that I've delved in before, yeah. but not as intensely as mm. I would like. And like the last couple of years just haven't been doing it like at all, I would say. Why? I got a little annoyed um, <laughs> in the last little while. Just I kind of had this thing of like, I think just all the COVID stuff, anything that was even slightly woo or non-scientific, sure. just like was not for me anymore. Right. <laughs> no, I can understand that. Yeah. And so I kind of just closed a few things down and I was like... <laughs> Didn't really want to see it go, but could also, I don't know, was just having a bit of a moment. And now I'm out of it. Ah. And so it's time to get back into it. Right. So keep doing the sex, stop the magic. But now we're bringing back sex magic. We're bringing back sex magic. Hell yeah. We're going in hard, you know? So this is a bucket list thing for me, but I'm also keen to know, like, how you define magic in your life. In my life? Yeah. I guess magic to me is just anything, I don't know, I guess it's obviously got a very key tie-in with spirituality, I suppose. Mm. I think magic is just an energy that has <laughs> you can't really prove, I suppose, <laughs> has nothing to do with science. <laughs> um, I guess, I, don't, I actually don't know how to explain it, but I believe in it. That's good. Well, we've got, we've got a witch coming in who's going to tell us all about it anyway. Hell yeah. But have you tried sex magic before? Or just um, magic? Well, our guest, Vixen Temple, I have been a big fan of her and have followed her on Instagram and seen her perform and all that stuff. So she wrote an article about sex magic and manifestation. Mm, I read that. And so that's kind of the only thing I've gone off, but that would have been over a year ago. So I think I just kind of introduced the concept of 
manifesting through masturbation and I do it sometimes but I am quite lazy I have a feeling I'm going to learn that there's a lot more that goes into it and it's a lot more about intention whereas what I do is sometimes I'll be masturbating and then I'll be like oh better use this energy real good while I'm like leading up to it and then I'm like this is what I want yeah <laughs> so I'm definitely not doing it correctly um you yeah, know you might be yeah it is it's harnessing your energy right yeah so that's kind of what you're my energy is just quite scattered I suppose <laughs> Harness it. Bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it in together. Yeah. Um, but other than that, sex magic, no. I definitely, I am a fan of spirituality and the occult. Mm. Uh, I have crystals. I charge them every other full moon when I can be bothered to remember. And I do like little rituals and things here and there, but I'm not very strict with it. It's just kind of more of a go with the flow type thing if I feel like doing it. So do you consider yourself a witch? <sighs> I don't identify as a witch, I suppose. I just don't really, I find it hard to claim things like that. Like for me, I'm just like, yeah, I'll dabble, dabble a little bit here and there. So mm. like I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim that for myself. But I'd be interested to understand if that could mean that I qualify. Yeah. Uh, that would be a fun thing to learn. But no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a witch. My sister's a witch. Is she? Yeah. How so? Michaela. I don't know. She just got proper into it. She's got an altar. She's got everything and she's fantastic. She's very organized. She's a Virgo. So she's got like, you know, a leather bound book, which has her mm. inventory of all of her things. And recently she helped me with a ritual. So that was pretty cool oh that's fun so yeah she's she's proper into it i would say she's a witch yeah. um I, when i look at that i'm like i'm not on that level there's still time what you about can, you you could drive me with my bucket list well i am wearing a top right now that has witch across you the are very neck. much telling people that you are a witch so i do like to claim it oh i've always felt like i've been a witch even when i was little like i was very obsessed with witch stories i had one of my first children's book was called emma the witch <sighs> And I was like, okay, that's me. I'm a witch. But also, like, I was always, like, making, like, potions and yeah. soaps and oh, shit yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Like, when I was doing anything, like, crafty, I wanted it to be that kind of stuff. I wanted it to feel like I was making a potion that I could then yeah. use a spell with and stuff. And now it's just, like, I think a bit of, like, seeking out the magic all the time. Like, I just I just want it. I, I want it. magical things and pleasurable things. And in my head, I tie, like, pleasure and magic very closely together, which is why I'm so excited to talk to Vixen. So that we can really like get the lowdown on what it is, like what is sex magic? Why is it different from regular sex? Mm. Like what are the the ins and outs? Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just get into it. Let's talk to Vixen Temple, a real life sex witch. So today we are going to speak to a sex witch to get the rundown on everything sex magic. Vixen Temple is in the studio with us today. She is a sex worker, a sex witch, an activist, a writer, and a performance artist. Busy gal. Busy gal. She was on season two to chat about the OnlyFans shitstorm with Emma, as well as the Sister Foster effects on online sex workers. <laughs> it's an amazing episode, which I highly recommend that everyone listens to after they listen to this one. Vixen, welcome back to the Electric Radio. Kia ora, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be back. Yay. I'm really honoured to be here. Yay, and um, I suppose... Uh, one thing I did not mention in your long list of accolades is you are also an ATMS affiliate. I am, yes. Yay. Use code VixenTemple10 to get 10% yeah. off your purchase. <laughs> hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad. Excellent <laughs> plug. So you are a sex witch. Fuck yeah. Mm. What does that mean? <laughs> so for me, a sex witch encompasses someone that 
If I look at working with magic, it's using elements and intention to create a desired outcome. And so for me with sex magic, I'm using sexual energy to create a desired outcome mm. and I'm mixing that with my intention. And for me, that looks like when I masturbate, I will think of an intention, like a desired outcome that I want. I'm a very visual person in my mind. I think mm -hmm. it's my ADHD too. I can really picture yeah. things strongly in my mind. Mm. So when I'm masturbating, I'm picturing a desired outcome in my head and what it would look like and what it would feel like, and what it would smell like all the senses mm. and then you know you don't have to climax that's not the desired outcome but for mm -hmm. me personally I I when I climax that's me releasing that that energy that tired out into the universe and from mm. there I just sort of use that energy to keep me motivated to create my desired outcome and make that goal a reality fabulous ah, thank you so what is the appeal of sex magic generally do you think why are people so interested in it because I feel like it's a topic that's maybe starting to creep a little bit more into like the everyday vernacular a little bit mm. yeah I think there's intrigue around it. The way that I think there was intrigue around me becoming a sex work activist is that anything sex related is quite taboo because mm. we live in a very puritanical country here in Aotearoa. Oh, yes. It's, it's mm -hmm. colonized, it's patriarchal. So as much as, you know, we're progressive in many ways, I mean, we have fully decriminalized sex work for citizens of Aotearoa. There is a lot of sexual negativity within our country that is a byproduct of colonialism mm, totally. and patriarchy. And so I think we're living in an era now where people are starting to realize that sex is not bad. Like it's just, it's literally the most natural human yes. act that a person can do. Totally. And I think we're seeing a new generation of witches that are understanding the power in sexual energy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I say sex, I don't mean that two gender heteronormative, like a penis penetrating a vagina. Yeah. For me, sex can be anything from anything that creates intimacy and brings you into your body. So like a back rub, a steamy makeout sesh, like me masturbating to myself is me making love to myself. Yeah. And so mm. I think the interest in sex is just we are living in a time where because of social media, because of the internet era, despite online censorship, which we talked about in my yeah. first episode, uh -huh. um, we're hearing from a lot of marginalized communities. We're able to challenge the norm that we have all been raised and socialized that, you know, sex is bad, whether mm. it's religious reasons or just cultural reasons. A lot of people, I think, have sexual trauma because we've been raised to think that sex is bad. Mm. But I, as a sex worker, I'm an advocate that sex is natural, sex is healthy, as long as it's between, you know, consenting adults and no one's getting hurt and yeah. everyone's consenting and all that. Sex is a beautiful sacred act that I think should be celebrated and not have all of the shame and stigma attached to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that so much because it does feel a bit like, just with my like initial looking into it and stuff, it definitely feels like a reclamation of sexual energy and connection as well. Like I heard on a podcast a few days ago, someone trying to explain what sex magic was and they said basically like imbuing sensuality and sex with meaning. Yes. And I really loved that. I was like, oh, I can, that's something I'm going to start doing. Like, <laughs> But, you know, like even just that way of, of looking at it is like, you're so right. Like for such a long time, we've been so sex negative about everything. Yeah. yeah, It was always shameful and traumatic. And so now embracing of it as this beautiful, magical part of your life is so cool. I'm, I'm so excited to get really into it. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. And I agree with everything you say. I think especially me being an AFAB person, I was raised you know, under patriarchal systems that taught me that sex was something that was done to me. It was not something yeah. that I was meant to be actively participating yes, totally. in. Yes. Being a sex witch has really helped me reclaim a lot of our sexual trauma that I have from growing up in a patriarchal world that views women and AFAB bodies as 
objective, mm. objectifying. And for me, I, I, I love, you know, my body. I think I'm, I think I'm attractive. I think I'm a sexual, yes. sexy being. I, yeah. I always, I always have been. Mm. I've always been very in tuned with my sensuality, especially my feminine sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that's something that gets really pathologized and villainized and demonized oh. in this patriarchal world. Yep. So I think there's something quite political and something quite revolutionary in me to identify as a sex witch in a world that, you know, hears that and they will attach so much negative stigma to it. But for me, it's just practicing mindful sex with myself. I think that's really beautiful and really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting as well because it's like a double whammy. It's sex and witch. Like it's two things that people will be like, ah! Oh, exactly, and that's why I love it. I love, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm someone. I'm a Leo son. I like, I like shaking up the challenging people and making people. And I, I don't mind being the center of attention sometimes when I choose to be. The whole and time you're talking, I'm just like, you are such a Leo. I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo son through and through. Yeah. I, I love it. I love Leo's sister signs. So, <laughs> so for you personally, how did you? get into it? Like what was your journey into becoming a sex witch? I think my answer to that is going to make a few people uncomfortable, but I really invite you to sit with that discomfort because this is, you know, sometimes discomfort is not always bad. It means that you're challenging and evolving your perspective. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. to answer your question... From around the age of five years old, I've been masturbating. Mm. And I didn't realise, obviously, as a child that that yeah. was what I was doing. What yeah. I used to do, dead ass, was I would sit on my, I'd get on my, like, hands and knees, I'd cross my legs and just rub yeah. together. <laughs> yes. And I remember as a child, you know, I'd, I'd feel this, like, explosion. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm magic. Like, no one else can do Aww. this. Like, I rub my legs together and I feel an explosion. Yeah. And it felt good. And yeah. I didn't realise, you know, that that was me essentially having an orgasm. Mm. And so as I got older, and actually going back to when I did that, you know, as a child and, like, getting older and and, and, and just exploring that more, I started to, in my head, like, make wishes when I... uh, no quote unquote shit. exploded. So you literally just came onto it naturally. Like I did. it was within you. It was. I, I firmly believe that whether I was one in a past life or it's in my mm. fucker papa, but I it was yeah, it was just something that I naturally knew to do. And then as I got older, it was when I was in high school that I started, you know, because I, I grew up in Otiputi Dunedin where sexuality uh, is you know, it's not it's not a thing. No. It's something yeah. that's done to women. And I in high school, you know, was that obnoxious quote unquote slutty girl. <laughs> who was always talking about masturbating and everyone's around to be like, mm. ew, that's gross. Like, women don't masturbate. That's oh, so gross. Only men are allowed to do exactly that. Exactly right. <laughs> because, you know, you should not know your own bodies. That way you're easier for men to manipulate. So I would, you know, I started learning about female masturbation mm. properly. And it just one day hit me when I actually purposely, as a, I think, 16 or 17-year-old, got in my room, chucked on some porn, actually masturbated mindfully. Mm. And then the explosion hit and I went, oh my God, that's what I was doing yeah. this whole time. I was masturbating since I was five and I was making wishes and I swear some of them came true. Yeah. Yes. I, but I didn't hear the term sex witch and sex magic until when I was living in Tamaki Makoro. I think, you know, for a long time, I just sort of identified as a witch. I did a lot of work with Aphrodite and Lilith and their very strong mm. feminine sexual deities. So it wasn't until around the age 22, 23 that I started 
uh, I discovered Gabriella Hurstic talking about glamour magic, which yes. was something I've practiced a lot. And that's, you know, using fashion to <laughs> bring out the inside and make it reflect <sighs> on the outside. That's something I could get into. It yeah. really is. It's a really cool thing. Just Google glamour magic. Marilyn okay. Monroe did it. A, a lot of drag oh. queens, drag kings do it. It's, yeah, it's just right, using right. costume and, and fashion to bring the inside outward and give you like a, a, it's, it's delusion in a way. Mm. It's like, I'm delusionally pretty right now. <laughs> I don't think that is an illusion or a delusion in your case, and to be fair. Not yeah. with you guys either, not with any any <laughs> any woman, any trans, any non-binary people. <laughs> Men, on the other hand, you know, clean, wash your ass. But, um, <laughs> so, anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's work to be done. But um, <laughs> no, so I heard the term sex magic from Gabriella Hurstic, sex witch too. And just from there, I was like, yeah, that, that feels right. Yeah, I, I'm wow. a sex witch. I use sexual energy to create goals and, and desired outcomes. So that was my journey. And I know it's a weird, you know, it's weird to sit here and say that at the age of five, I had an orgasm. But I, I think about the way we talk about how, you know, little little boys are allowed to, it's yeah. funny when they're, oh, look, he's like fiddling with himself, always oh, touching himself. That's so funny. It's so disgusting the way that AFAB bodies are villainized from masturbation because it's patriarchal. It's to keep us oppressed. It's, mm. to, keep, it's to deny us bodily autonomy. Yeah. If we don't know our own pleasure, a man can come along and tell you what your pleasure is. Exactly. And that's something I try to totally. advocate for with my sex magic is know thyself. You yes. know, using the, using the, what is that from the Bible? I don't know, but like using something from like know take thyself. It. I'm going to take <laughs> it and reclaim it as something to empower you. Know, know thyself. Know what makes you feel good. Know what you mm-hmm. don't like. Know what you do like. Explore your body. There's mm. nothing wrong with it. And there's a lot of religions out there that will literally say, you know, female masturbation opens up the gates of hell and I go well I hope so good. I mean if it were true I would have had the portal of hell and by now you know I, yeah. I masturbate a lot so if I can, time I, in my bedroom I know right I'm calling bullshit because there is no portal to hell in my bed and if there was there would be in my bed in the bathroom yeah, in the right. living room yeah. nowhere in my house me would have been sucked to hell and been like all I did was rub my legs together yeah. what did I do wrong <laughs> it's interesting though because I feel like um, the more I talk with uh, my AFAB friends there's more discussions about things we realised we were doing from a very young age that was masturbation we didn't realise. Like, I remember being up against some pool jets and feeling that yeah. on my crotch <laughs> and being like, oh, oh, wow. Oh my and God, I did not you. know what I was doing. And I was, mm. like, around family and friends. Like, you just aren't aware. Like, no. we're just listening to our bodies because we haven't been told to do anything else. Thank you. That is very much it. And I think it's something that when I tell that story, I get scared that people are going to think that I'm, like, this creep who's, like, <laughs> encouraging children's sexuality. But it's not. Like no. you said, I didn't know it was sexual. No. It was something I just figured not. out how to do. And yeah, I hear the same from my friends, you know, who used to like get the shower head and like, yes, yeah, shove yeah. it, you know, <laughs> shit it on the clit or like, I remember. I didn't shove it anywhere. No, no, yeah. you, you, you gently <laughs> place it upon the clit. Or I had a friend upon that would clit. set their phone to vibrate and just like sit it on. Yes, yeah, I had right. a boyfriend do that too. I've done, <laughs> I've done all of the, uh, I'm in the right profession. I've done all of the weird things. If you haven't, I did an episode in season two and we talked about my journey with masturbation and it's literally like toothbrush, shower hair, yes. all that stuff. So all the accessories. All the and, accessories. And, it really, and it really is so normal. And I think, you know, the way that our world villainizes quote unquote woman's sexuality is it's really vulgar. It's it's mm. really oppressive. And it's I mm. think when people understand the root of where a lot of it comes from, and in recent years I've really discovered it's it's very colonial too. It's a lot of white supremacist values yeah. to like keep the man as the one that does sex to people and it keeps women oppressed and it's it's oh, just yeah. it's really horrible. It's it's really disgusting. This this puritanical it's so ingrained in people that I really don't think 
they realize it until they're confronted with someone like me Mm. who's very vulgar and very unfiltered and I just say things. You know, I talk about masturbating as if, you know, I had some toast this morning, the sky is blue and I had a wank. Yeah. And people, they get really (laughs) – I I, I know I make people uncomfortable. I think I I sometimes enjoy it because I think, well, I'm I'm helping challenge your perspective of what a quote-unquote woman – should act like. Mm. And I hope that it's like encouraging people to actually think like, why does it make me feel uncomfortable? Like, why does that make me feel shamed to hear that you're doing that? Like, what is it in my history that has caused that? Because I was also a young masturbator. Like, I was doing it from like, exactly the same age as long as I can remember exactly doing the legs so as well. so validating to hear. And in, wow. my, in my family it was very much like don't do that in front of people but yeah. never why and you know and I was mm. always like and so for my whole life I had this real sense of shame about doing it and mm. I knew that I like had done it like I never stopped I did it my whole life and I remember for some reason like it just got into my head at some point like that that was a terrible thing and it's so embarrassing and I shouldn't be doing it and I remember I refused to have a 21st birthday because I thought that someone was going to do a speech and talk about it and out me in front of everyone and so it was like a very huge thing that played on me for a really really long time and now it's like now everyone I talk to is like oh yeah I did this this was a huge part of my life no right it was so embarrassing no you I know. 21st because of it. And that's what I mean. Like that shame is so ingrained in us. We can't even figure out where it comes from half the time because it's so in the moral DNA of society. Mm. And it's just, it gets penetrated into our souls, into our wilder. And it's just frustrating when I hear that. And I resonate with that because it's like, even at the time I didn't know what I was doing was sexual. I knew it was something that I I don't tell people I do it. It just feels good. It just feels good. And that's Mm. what I think is the weird thing about when people are so against sex, I'm like, it feels good. It's good for you. I've learned working for Adult Toy Mega, like working for you, like the the scientific benefits to masturbation. Mm. And I, there's a lot. There's a lot. And I, as someone with celiac disease, you know, when I get gluten, I get really intense cramps. And if I masturbate, it's like that and a joint might yeah. be the only things that might, they won't completely get rid of the, the pain, but it will numb it because yeah. mm. I, or when I'm depressed, you know, I masturbate. When I'm feeling cathartic, I have a wank and it, it really like lifts me out of these ruts that I can get in because mm. they're releasing the good chemicals. Exactly. And who doesn't want that? Um, so how does sex magic look in your day-to-day life? Because obviously it's got, is it strictly for sex and masturbation or do you see magic like creep into other areas? Oh, uh, magic creeps into all aspects of my life. And I've sometimes joked about, I'm a sex witch, but I also, I quite like the term pleasure witch. Yeah. Oh. Because I'm just someone that, the first the first dating, That's cool. thank you, the first dating I started working with was Aphrodite at the age of 17. Mm. And she has taught me that as humans, we're not meant to suffer. You know, we're, we're put mm. on this earth in these human physical bodies to experience the universe in all its divinity and all its sensuality and all its eros and all its desire. Mm. And so I am someone that strives to live a life where I let desire lead me. And, you know, I let logic creep in there sometimes. You know, I can, you can't always be happy. You can't always be indulging. It's the Virgo like, Mercury. It's the Virgo Mercury. It's the Virgo She's moon. She's got to be in there somewhere. Got to find that balance. <laughs> got to, you know, got to still have logic in there. But... For me, my day-to-day daily magic practice is, you know, I do glamour magic when I, like, dress up. Mm. I'm just like a brat still today. I'm living for it. Hell yeah. Um, I 
like to cleanse my energy. I like, especially, you know, being a sex worker, I like to make sure I'm cleansing my energy, Mm -hmm. my mana. But yeah, I think the pleasure magic is something I really resonate with because I'm not masturbating every day. Like my my sexuality is fluid. Sometimes I have hypersexuality. Sometimes I'm actually, I don't have any sexual Mm -hmm. urges. And it's something that on those days that I'm not feeling particularly horny or wanting to masturbate, I can incorporate pleasure in the sense of, you know, having a nice breakfast that releases the chemicals. It's Mm. making myself pancakes with like blueberries, like Mm. something that just makes me, you know, like aphrodisiacs in a way. Like if it's not in specifically sexual energy, it's just desire. It's just eros. It's just anything that evokes pleasure and, and happiness in me. And I think that, again, there's something very political in that because it's rebelling against this world that says you need to suffer and you need to be seeking outward, mm. you know, validations. And it's very capitalist of like, you mm. need to buy all these things. Like oh, women yeah. to face challenges to be yeah. worthy. Yeah, that. It's, yeah. it's that really like suffering makes you more interesting, blah, blah, blah. And I think, no, like suffering is a part of life and it's, you know, the duality of being human. It's mm-hmm. as above, so below. But <laughs> I'm not here to suffer. I'm here to experience the, the senses of life. And so I try to live life through the five senses of like things that feel good things mm. that smell good it's just it's that's what magic looks like to me yeah. and it's it's very it's helped me through a lot of dark times in my life amazing and so do you consider it like a ritual like could you give us an idea of like what a like a, a session like you know if you're like intentionally going to sit down or stand up to <laughs> stand in a stand in the corner to, yeah, to masturbate like what would that kind of ritual session type of thing look yeah, like cool. what's it called so for me yeah ritual is actually very much the cool. right word for cool. it it's a ritual and it's something that you know I usually correlate with the moon I'm a, I'm a very moon yeah. witch like on the full moon I do releasing things on the new moon I manifest things yes. and leading up to it it, it's I very much coincide with the moon and the seasons. For me, a six magic ritual, if it was one that I'm sitting down with intention and with a desired outcome that I'm trying to manifest, mm-hmm. a need for a better word, I would I recall one I did one night under I think it was a Virgo new moon. And I did a marriage ceremony to myself where essentially I was declaring myself as my wow. life partner and that, you know, mm. no matter what in life. I live to make you happy for my inner child, for my inner teen, for myself. And I remember that one. What I did was I opened the circle. Sorry, this is when a bit of my pagan comes out. I opened the circle (laughs) to all the the elements, Mm. air, fire, earth, uh, water. Mm. And I cast the circle with myself inside it. I invite my ancestors, my spirit guides. I usually call upon Aphrodite or Lilith or whichever deity I'm working with. And again, being a visual person, like say I was doing an Aphrodite ritual, I'd have seashells laid out, I'd have roses, I'd have honeys, Mm. things that are associated with her. Mm. And for this Virgo love marriage ceremony I did upon myself, it was, um, I remember having a rose and just like using the senses, right? Like tracing the rose across my body Mm. and falling into my body and feeling the physical touch of the rose. And then I sprayed myself with perfume and I lit a scented candle and it's evoking all the senses. And then I had a mirror in front of me and I spread my legs and I was using an adult toy, mega toy. I was using a glass dildo. I'm pretty sure I love love a glass glass dildo. I think all witches love a glass dildo. Right. There's something so, they look like a wand. They look magic. Yeah, it is ethereal. They're very magic looking. And as a visual person, I appreciate that. So (laughs) my glass dildo. I was masturbating and then right as I orgasmed, you know, I looked at myself in the mirror as I orgasmed and I just thought to myself, like, I love you. I vow to always honour you and your needs. I vow to protect you. I vow mm. to, you know, what you do when you when you marry someone. Like, I yeah, promise to yeah. be your best friend and blah, blah. I was just doing that to myself. <laughs> so that's what that uh, sex ritual looked like to me that was done a few years ago. 
and That's since so cool. thank you and 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 you know since then like it'll just be one of those things where if I want to have a night where I do a ritual it's just yeah it starts with like a scented candle I'll have a sex magic playlist it's just evoking all the senses touch yeah. smell sound and then falling into my body and then climaxing letting that climax build and then yeah. when I sometimes I don't always orgasm though sometimes yeah. there's Times I can't orgasm, so I just think, hey, the, the energy's still there, right? Yeah. The second the second I go, the second I think to myself, all right, I'm going to masturbate, that sexual energy's there because mm-hmm. the thought's there. Yep. And that's the thing about being a witch. It's taking a thought and bringing it into the physical world and mm. making it a three-dimensional yeah. thing. Yeah, because you did the fact that orgasming isn't necessarily a part of it, in hindsight, obviously not because, like, that's not a necessity. But I, for me, because I've read you either did an article for – Adult Toy Megastore or you did just something on your Instagram page and it was about masturbating and manifestation and Mm. so I kind of like dabbled in it a little bit but in my mind I thought it was like very much about the release at the end so that's actually really good to know. Yeah I I did write that for Adult Toy Mega and I think I did mention you know you don't have to have an orgasm because Mm. I don't want to push that. I missed that that part I was too busy masturbating already. Yeah you were excited (laughs) you were like let's get this done (laughs) I really you know I try not to to push this you know there's people out there that can't orgasm whether it's it's trauma or just a block mm. or they just can't. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like everyone's bodies are different, especially vulva owners. Like our bodies are very oh, God, yeah. magic. And I mean, so are all bodies, but like, the, the, you know, the, the vulva, the vagina, it's a very magic yeah. thing. And mm. it's it's life and death. You know, it can bring life. It can destroy it. I think I think there's something just sex in itself. It's, it's, it's strongly linked to death. And I think there's something really, really powerful in that. So I try to encourage people that, you know, everyone's bodies are different and sex magic looks different to every person. Like that's how it looks to me. And mm-hmm. I usually do prefer to have an orgasm at the end just because it's my ADHD. I just want that dopamine release. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just using energy and setting intentions and, just remembering that and and focusing on that. And I think there's something really powerful in that. Absolutely. I love that. I just love the idea of like finding magical things in everyday parts of your life. So this season, Tash and I are actually working through like a bucket list of sexual things that we want to do. Our own ones. We've got our own separate ones. And so one of mine is actually to get super into sex magic. So I dabbled in it. A couple of years ago, my boyfriend is a witch, in my opinion. He's always oh, been a self-proclaimed witch. He has witchy he's, vibes. He's oh, very into tarot and oh all of God, that cool. stuff. And he actually introduced me to sex magic. <gasps> um, I like him already. He sounds cool. He's, he's a keeper. He's, he's bad. <laughs> that is so cool. And then, so we were, like, quite into it for a while, and then... Uh, life just kind of got in the way and uh, I've had kind of like issues with sexual pain and stuff like this and I kind of became like a little bit of my sexuality kind of flew out the door I would say yeah. and so like I'm, tr- I'm going through a phase of like bringing it back in all of these different ways and this is one of them and even the last few days like we've just been asking each other like at the end of every day like what did you do to make your day a bit more magical babe Aww. and it's like and like some Aww. of it is it's just like the other day I walked to the waterfront on my lunch break rather than sitting at my desk and I was yep. like damn it felt good yeah, and you know, invoking like invoking the elements. Exactly, you go. Exactly. No, there you go. You yes. But that's what I was saying before, like being a pleasure witch. It's just doing things that bring you back into your body, that remind you you're a human. Yeah. It's, it's when you go for a walk and actually 
taking in the scenes around yes. you, the smell of, especially when spring hits and you can see the flowers blossoming and you can hear the buzzy bees. Yeah. It's it feels just, different. Yeah. It does. It's just doing things with intention yeah. behind it because I think, and I, I can say this, someone with ADHD, like there's a lot of things in life that I do on autopilot and we yeah. live in a very fast paced world. And I think my magic just reminds me to sometimes return to my body, feel what's happening to yes. me because I've got one life and I don't want to be old one day and look back and just feel like I was constantly on autopilot. I want to look back and remember moments that I was doing things with intention. So can we talk a little bit about like the history of sex magic? Because obviously there's been there's been witches and witchcraft throughout so many different cultures around the world. And do you have any like indication of where kind of like the sex magic part became part of that or has it always been? Or when like when do we know that that existed? I don't know a lot about the history of sex magic. I know a lot about the history of more contemporary sex magic, which okay, is what we're yeah. seeing pop up yes, these yeah. generations. But I have a sneaking suspicion. I feel like a lot of things in life, it comes from Indigenous communities. Yes. I feel yeah. like it's something that, as I mentioned, colonization has taught us to have sexual shame. When I look at Aotearoa pre-colonization, I see how we embraced takatapui. I see how mm-hmm. we embraced non-monogamy and mm-hmm. we we celebrated taiera and we saw that uh, sex was tapu, it was sacred. Mm-hmm. And it was something that, you know, we see, I see a lot in a lot of Indigenous cultures and a lot of ancient societies, these uh, like sexual rituals that were hosted like even yes. look at like Rome or Greece where like the, the history of Valentine's was founded through, I think, Lupazel. I can't remember the actual name for it, but it was this fertility festival where people were just having orgies and whipping each other with like goat <laughs> milk drenched yes. like fabric. And there's, I think, in a lot of ancient societies and especially in a lot of indigenous communities, they saw the potency in sexual magic. And so they performed a lot of rituals to evoke that in need for a better word. Mm. And so that's my suspicion. And it's yeah. something I actually want to read more about and I'm I've got a, a wish list of books that I am going to read to know more so that I can answer that question properly. But from my understanding of when I look to you know, historical societies, especially ancient societies mm. and how they just treated even sex work as sacred, mm. I, I feel like sex magic has Indigenous roots. And yeah. it's something that through the ages and with, you know, Christianity and Catholicism and white supremacy, it's been treated as bad. It's, it's black magic. It's bad. Mm. It's, you know, it's wrong. And it's something that you'll go to hell if you participate in it. And the reason that Catholic religions especially, you know, deny you uh, connecting to your body, it's again because Catholic religions and Christian religions, they bank on this, you know, sense of like you're inherently sinful and you need to look outward to receive, you know, you need to be forgiven and you need to come to us and confess your sins. And it's to keep people scared and oppressed, Mm. whereas sex magic and and just witchcraft in general, I think, teaches people that the tools are within you. Mm. And that is scary to the, the, the Catholic church. And that's why they came in and wiped out all of the you know, the healers and, you know, witches, historically, they were just healers. They were midwives. They were scientific people who were just trying to progress human evolution. And the white man came along and ruined that. (laughs) That's so funny because what you've said is literally like listed in my next question. Yeah. Because I was going to say, do you think it's important that we are reclaiming the term witch? And particularly because 
You're right. The people that were persecuted as witches back by by the church. They were all women. They yeah. were just they were women and they weren't even witches. They yeah. were just anyone that people wanted to get rid of or yeah. who were lived a, di- a life different than what they wanted people to be living. Yeah. yeah. So it was like it, it was. It was the the healers and the midwives and scientists and the women who were in touch with their sexuality and didn't yeah. want to only have sex within their marriage with mm. their shitty husbands. Oh for sure. You know? And again, didn't it, want it a was, shitty husband. Yeah. No, they didn't. And it, it was a lot of again a lot of indigenous women too who were just practicing these things that the white man saw and was like oh that's evil because Mm. I can't comprehend it so it must be bad and villainizing that and pathologizing that and demonizing it and that's why I really I really work do a lot of work with Lilith and I really love her story Mm. of how you know she refused to submit to Adam yes and so she was demonized for it and Mm -hmm. now we have this you know she eats babies and she's a (laughs) she's a succubus who goes and sleeps with men in the night and I just good for her good for her yeah yeah, good for her. Go off, Queen. Like we 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 love Lilith, and I love Lilith. That's why I have the snake oh, ring on today. So you know the good. snake, and just yes. it represents like sexuality. And Lilith, I think, really speaks to that feminine trauma that a lot of us AFAB people or women, people that have been socialized as women in our society mm. feel towards their sexuality that it's shameful, that it's wrong. And so, going back to reclaiming the word witch, I think there's something very powerful in that for. Anyone to reclaim the word witch, especially, you know, trans people, non-binary people, takatapui mm. people, like it's something that we're magic. And I think cis straight white men are so, they just don't love themselves and they see us in our magic and they envy it. Mm. And when they can't possess it and, and conquer it as the very masculine thing to do, mm. they assert on it and they make it small. And that's what I think yeah. happened to a lot of queer people, a lot of takatapui people. We've just been pushed into the shadows because the white man hates himself. Yeah. Well, mm. if it doesn't fit within their structures of patriarchy, right, it's got to be it's gotta villainized. Go. Yeah, right. It's got to go. It's got to be wrong. And that's, I think, very much what happened with witches. I think it's yeah. very much what happens with sex. It's what happens with sex workers. Mm-hmm. I feel there's something, you know, so me being a, a a six witch sex worker there's something I feel like I'm making my ancestors proud by yeah. loudly and unapologetically identifying as that I really hope that they look to me and think yeah girl go you they're, yeah. go they're you. definitely <laughs> screaming fuck yeah well, <laughs> I hope so I feel it but I, I hope so <laughs> so for the average listener who does not identify as a witch can they still explore sex magic? Absolutely. Again, it's something that the word witch, it's each to their own. You know, I use the word witch because I am someone that works with energy and, and magic. And yeah. that's just, I just love the word witch. And I love, again, reclaiming it the way I love referring to myself as a whore because it's yeah. something that has been used to weaponize yes, people. So totally. I love to say I'm a sex witch, I'm a whore. Yeah. Um, but I think anyone, I, I know I know anyone can partake in sex magic. It's something that is is naturally within us. If you're someone that feels sexual desire and if you're not, that's so fine. You can explore Mm, other magic. But if you're someone that you feel sexual energy, you feel sexual desire and you feel it, right? You feel it. It's a force. It's the the Māori in me. Like I really resonate with how everything possesses mana, everything possesses Mm -hmm. a soul. Mm. And so energy, sexual energy, you feel it. When you get horny, you feel it in your body. You feel it in your mind. You feel it in all aspects of your being. And I think anyone that feels that can work with that. You don't have to say that you're a witch. You don't Mm -hmm. even have to say that you're a sex witch. You don't even have to refer to it as sex magic. Just do what feels right for you. I Mm. I say that with, with anyone. Just don't hurt anyone. Get consent and do what feels right for you. And before you know it, you'll already be practicing some magic. Exactly. exactly. I'm sure there's people out there listening to this right now being like, oh my God, I've been doing sex I magic. Was just <laughs> <say that. laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so what is like if you could give us one example of a way that someone listening now could dip their toes in just to start if they're like still just not sure about harnessing yeah. their own power I, I honestly think it's an unlearning thing right like especially for AFAB people to it's it really for me like I said Engaging in sex magic has helped me unlearn a lot of patriarchal coding. It's helped me mm. unlearn a lot of uh, trauma. I have PTSD. Mm. So for me, it's helping me reclaim my body and my desire and my eros towards myself. Yeah. And mm. so it's something that I think because I've been masturbating from such a young age, I've, I think I'm someone that was born in the wrong century. I, I was meant to be in the future. Like I'm not. <laughs> I am ahead of the, the times in many ways, dare I say. I don't even care if that sounds arrogant. I, I am. I would and say so. Thank you. And so... For me, it didn't take as much to unlearn a lot of the shame. But I, I have, a, you know, as a sex worker, I have a lot of vulva owners come to me and they say to me, like, I want to masturbate, but it actually makes me feel nauseous when I do. Like, it's mm. something I can't even look. Some, uh. I've had people come up to me and say, I don't even know what my vagina looks yeah. like. Yeah. And that breaks my heart yeah. because it's something that from a young age, I had a mirror between my legs looking at it and yeah. being like, wow, she's magic. Like, go off, queen. <laughs> and so I think to anyone listening who, especially if you're someone that does have a lot of sexual shame from your culture, background or religious mm. background be patient with yourself yeah. and so you're rewiring your neurological pathways because you've mm. been conditioned to think it's wrong yeah. and that's why you might have a visceral physical response yeah. to you start to put your hand down there you go oh my god this is wrong I'm going to go, go mm. to hell or I'm going to be punished or God's going to smite me or whatever it is yeah. you've been told be patient with yourself I think start small you know maybe just start using your hands and your fingers or whatever and then you can start to slowly incorporate toys and it's really remembering that at the end of the day it's your body it's your sexual energy no one can tell you what that should and shouldn't look like and shouldn't shouldn't feel like only you can so the more you sit with it the more you feel it the more you're going to connect to your intuition too and you're going to trust yourself more and it's really building trust with yourself because we've been raised to not trust ourselves yeah. we've been raised to deny your intuition and sex magic has taught me that no I, I can trust myself I can trust my body I can trust the sensations it sends me it's a very intentional act mm. so to anyone listening that wants to start exploring it I would strongly recommend just figuring out what feels good for you you know watching porn that feels good mm -hmm. for you not having shame around that and just starting slow with masturbation it's really a good way to go about it and mm. then you can build from that and if you want to learn more I'd highly recommend reading Gabriella Hurstick's book Sex Magic I think mm. if, if you just it's on my list now yeah it's a really good book it's a <laughs> really good book it's like the Sex Magic Bible to be honest yeah, so great. highly recommend that but also do your research know what it, what it is that you're doing mm. and, and build from that really fabulous I'm feeling so enlightened from this like when you're talking about intuition like um, that's something that I I am exploring myself. So like you kind of mentioning that, um, just because I find that it's naturally quite strong, like I've read in my placements, it's like relatively strong, like Pisces, Aquarius. Oh, no, sorry, yeah. uh, Scorpio. Oh, like, yeah, the but Pisces three. too. Scorpio, yeah. Pisces and Aquarius is a signs that are naturally extremely yeah. intuitive. So that's something I want to like play around with so now I'm like gonna go home and I'm like I'm gonna find a way to infuse it yes. in my sex magic no seriously like it's all it's all intuition so sex magic obviously has benefited your life a lot mm. um in terms of manifestations like have you felt many like big tangible things come to fruition as a result of it yeah and it's one of those things where the word manifestation like I struggle with it sometimes just ah. because I do use the word I mean it was the title of my article but I don't <laughs> want to 
come at it from this very ignorant perspective that, you know, there's, I am mindful that we live in a world where there are systems set up to keep people small and you can't manifest your way out of like poverty and, and all that stuff. So for me personally, the big potent things that I have felt like I have manifested has been when I've set the intention of like, I want to heal from trauma. Mm. I want to not let trauma dictate my life and cloud my perception anymore. So there was a time when I did a sex magic on myself where I was like, you deserve to be happy. And I climax and I bawled my eyes out because it's when, you know, when you've been traumatized, when you, when you have PTSD and depression, anxiety and all that, I think you get quite comfortable in your, um, I need for a better word. I, you know, I, I was a victim of a lot of trauma and I had to let myself be a victim for a while, but Mm. I didn't want to see myself as a victim forever because Mm. I was not taking control of my life. I was just letting things, Mm. I was on survival mode. And when I've moved here to Wellington and I've started building community here, I realized, okay, I don't have to be in survival mode anymore. I can actually let people in. Mm -hmm. I can build community. I can let my walls down a little. And I used sex magic to reinforce to me that like when I moved to the city, I did a spell where I said, I want to find my community. Mm. I want to find my chosen whanau. And I want to start to actually believe when people tell me they love me that they actually mean it. Mm. And so that was something that I used sex magic to just start to believe myself that I am someone worthy of receiving love. So this is going off track just a little bit, but recently I have been reading a book called Witches, Sluts and Feminists. <gasps> I love that. Oh my God. It's you so should good. also read her other book, The Feral Feminine Gaze. It's on my list. But yes, Witches, Sluts and Feminists, very good book. Yes. So on the second reading of this book, and I don't know how I didn't pick up on it the first time, but she was talking a little bit about the idea of the witch's broomstick and how there's this myth of like, so the witches other witches, yep. and then the broomstick that they were fucking, so it's kind of like a metaphor for a dildo. Yeah. Have you heard this? What do you think about yes. this? I love it. I actually have a whole act based around this that I performed recently <laughs> where I came on stage and I was this domesticated wife who was, you know, sweeping her <gasps> husband's mess. Did you post this on your Instagram? I did. Yeah, I've seen this. I came so on stage good. sweeping, you know, I was a domesticated wife sweeping and doing the, the housework, and then... I jumped on the broomstick and what essentially happened, according to a few scholars, is that during, I think it was like around the medieval era too, um, you take rye from bread. Do you remember the craze of like when people, they had this, they had this medicine that made people dance themselves to death. Like they were out there, they were they couldn't Whoa. stop dancing and they died. So rye, what, it's a hallucinogen. Mm. And what these witches were doing, they were making hallucinogens mm. and it was deadly to consume it through the mouth. So they rubbed it on their broomsticks. Flying and ointment. Flying ointment. They inserted it within their vaginas. And that's where the, the mindset of riding a broomstick ah, comes from. Yes. But I also love to think of it, that's why I referenced in my act, as this like taking this object that is like, all right, here's a broom. You've got to sweep up after your husband and using it and literally fucking it yes. and saying, you know what, <laughs> fuck you. It's so literally the definition of fuck the patriarchy yes. is fucking a broomstick. There's also people that link it to the devil's dick. It's like you're riding yeah, the devil's right, dick and right. all that. And that cracks me up. But I oh, really yeah. love the thought of the flying ointment. They had to insert it through the v- vagina. Yeah. And yeah, they, they started having hallucinations. And that was, and that's a lot of what magic is, you know, again, going back 
to a lot of indigenous communities, the reason that psychedelics are so heavily stigmatized yes. is because of racism. Mm. Yeah. And it's something that witches were using psychedelics to perform yeah. rituals to unpack the mind and see more of what's there. And I just think I love that you know that because, yeah, that's something I love, getting the image of a broomstick. Yes. And there's this website that apparently this this person in Australia makes like actual witch broom dildos. Like they're little. And yeah. I, I need one of those. No, I need God. to make a witch porn where Amazing. it's me like, fucking everything. Like, Oh my god, do it. We will link to it in the show notes. Yes, buy my pawn. (laughs) Fuck the patriarchy. (laughs) Oh my god. Fantastic um, witch cackle, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Very on brand. Hey, I've been I've been working hard yeah. to perfect it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a witch. I gotta I gotta get the cackle down. Amazing. <laughs> and finally, because it's the reason for the season, mm. what is the number one thing on your sex bucket list? Oh God, truthfully, it's to have an orgy. I've oh, had yes, yes, <laughs> I've yes. had a lot of threesomes. I've had a few foursomes. I think next on my list is I want to have a sapphic orgy. <gasps> Beautiful. In an old abandoned church, yes. surrounded by candles and a very ritualistic um, orgy. Because I think just if, with everyone consenting that their energy can be freely, you know, exchanged. Imagine yeah. like, you know, I've had foursomes, I've had threesomes and the sexual energy in that is really potent. Yeah. But I never work with other people's sexual energy without their consent. So mm. if I had an intentional sapphic orgy that was was with the intent that we're all here to combine our magic and oh. we can just have sexual energy together. I can't think of anything more powerful now that, I know, now no, that I'm thinking no, about know, it. Right? Can you Is imagine? Is there a sign-up list? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I will make this ha- for my 30th in three years. I'll host a, a queer orgy. I think queer is the better word. Sapphic, yes, but queer. I want all yeah. queer. Anyone's welcome except cis hetero men. So yeah, anyone else is welcome. Invite, come along. Let's have a great time. Safe, consent, boundaries, communication and all that. Fabulous. I'll bring snacks. I'll bring weed. We just vibe. So if someone can provide the church, I'll bring the rest. 100%. Yes, I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, go too. Thank I you mean, for having me. Always the best chats. <laughs> yeah, this has thank been you. so great. And I love being on the show. I love being just... You know, I can just be really candid and and, and yes. unfiltered, and it's yes. it's a. I love the podcast. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I, I listen to it, and yeah, I enjoyed being here the first time. So I was honoured to come back. So thank you for having me, both oh. of you. It was cool to finally meet you. Yes, and I'm really looking forward to the season. Yay. And I hope that everyone enjoyed listening to my yarns. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. And we'll post all of your links in the show notes for the episode as well, yes. so that people come can find out. you Yay. because you are amazing. Well, and don't you. forget to use Vixen Ten for all of your glass wand needs. Yes. I think it's, to is it Vixen Temple 10? Yeah. I think it's the oh, whole Don't mess up that code, girl. Temple 10, I think. But it's on my Instagram, so look it up. But I yeah. will write it in yes, the show put notes. put it in the show notes. <laughs> Just check the show notes, team. But, yeah, go buy yourself a dildo. Glass. I love the glass ones. And go go have fun and think of me while you fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can sense it. <laughs> You've been listening to the Electric Rodeo podcast by Adult Toy Megastore. Follow Electric Rodeo free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And to keep up to date with our bucket list progress, follow at Electric Rodeo Podcast on Instagram. <laughs>